Welcome to the Hunters Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by host Leo Reiser. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? And co-host uh, Darth Tater. Greetings. So um, this is an interesting weekly chat today. Um, both Morg and Haru couldn't make it tonight, so I pulled in Event Quest. Yay! Thanks, guys. Anytime. <laughs> Um, so tonight we're going to go off of the gaming scene just a little bit to begin with and talk about Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. And not a video game of Star Wars. The movie. Episode 9. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, and of course, Star Wars in general, I assume, will come up in this discussion. Um, so Darth Tater and I saw this... Friday? Friday? Yeah. <clears throat> It was packed. Uh, oh, was... yeah. The theaters down here were packed, too. I had the advantage of going alone, so I was able to, like, sneak that lonely middle IMAX seat that no couples had picked up yet. Oh, yeah. The advantage of going... You know, that doesn't sound like an advantage, but uh, a couple years ago, I had this streak of going to the movies by myself, like, for seven movies, and I loved it. It... Uh, it's really an underrated experience, just being able to walk in alone. You don't have to worry about, like, oh, well, we've got tickets, you know, next to each other or whatever, needing two tickets. Yeah. You're going at your own pace. You show up when you want to. You're not worrying about the fact that your wife never, like, always cuts it too close on the previews or any of this stuff. Uh, you're not. Speaking you're not from experience at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so, Been there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and my wife had also went and seen it, but she is out of town for work right now. And so a bunch of her and her coworkers went mm. and saw it for another one of their birthdays. And she was like, you need to go and see this before like, I get back. And I was like, all right, it's all done. Uh, tickets already bought. <laughs> <laughs> wife permission has been granted. Go, go, Engage. go, go. <laughs> um, this is not a drill. I actually saw the uh, the new Godzilla that way, the 2014. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was me and two other guys in the whole theater, all of us there by ourselves. It was it was a beautiful experience. That no, no, that's, that's very nice. And we were all just heckling the crap out of it because it was just funny. I mean, I love the movie, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. Well, we had a, a speaking of which, so we watched episode nine in a bigger theater. We actually had to drive like an hour to go see it um, because our local theater, as per said one episode where it cut out in the middle of a movie and they refunded us <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, that to one. watch it again. Yeah. Uh, that theater, we didn't go to that one. We went <laughs> didn't, to, uh, didn't want to risk it. No. So we drove an, uh, an hour up to Columbus, Ohio to go um, watch it and, um, yeah, it was a. It, not only was it pretty packed, but there was a guy that, like, at the right moment, would say the best stuff. Like, <laughs> it was the best heckler. And oh, I've that's... had this happen once before. So th this happened, like, and obviously not the same people. When we were teenagers, we had to go see the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So the first one, and there's this part if you remember in the movie where. Uh, Spider-Man like punches out the bully and does like a backflip or something. And everyone's like around them in a circle. Like what the heck happened? And like, there's that moment of silence where everyone just kind of like, you're weird. Right. Yeah. Um, 
uh, during that moment of silence, some heckler guy was like, am I cool now? And then everyone walks away. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect moment. Um, the guy in the theater we were in was, he was on point. Um, That's nice. Uh, so there's there's a part in the movie where uh, you're like, oh no, what happened to our beloved crew? Because like they all sort of sink in this like black sand, and you're like, ah, uh, what happened, right? And you get a nice long shot of like, oh, they're dead. Did he right? just yell the end? Uh, he just went roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I have to assume he's a CinemaSins fan because that's a big it's a big CinemaSins joke. Yeah. Uh, um, which, oh man, I, I loved it. Uh, he had a couple other, do you remember, Darth Tater, do you remember any, some of the other stuff he said? Like, I, I he said some other things. <clears throat> I'm having trouble thinking of it. Okay. Something much later. Oh, it was, uh, when, uh, um, <clears throat> they kissed at the end. Oh, yeah. He's like, is this happening now? <laughs> is this happening now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can oh. echo that sentiment. Um, so before I get any further, guys, this is going to be like super hard spoilers for the new movie. If you haven't watched it, don't listen to this episode. Go watch it, or or come back to this or something. Um, I, I don't think spoilers really kill this movie no. at all. But just in case, right? Like. Be warned, there are heavy spoilers. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about what we liked and didn't like, and yada yada. So, uh, Darth Tater, I'll start with you. How did you feel about this movie? <clears throat> it was good. I felt like, <clears throat> at least my experience of what I've seen in social media, the probably two weeks leading up to it, was very, very harsh mm-hmm. compared to like the actual result. Uh, I would say, for my experience, seeing it, you know, the technical day it released, since you could see stuff Thursday nights now, even at reasonable times, yeah. it was good. It was For me, it was an 8 out of 10. There was a lot of scenes that were perfect, a lot of things that they did to, to evoke the right amount of this, this is exactly Star Wars flavor. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's an end. It is the third trilogy... Theoretically, the last that George Lucas had planned, you know, what, all 30, the way back in the 70s. Ago. Yeah, yeah, all the so, way back then. So, yeah, it's it's like, it's always going to feel a little hollow. Like, it's... Because anything it. from here, we're just going to have to assume is Disney looking like, huh, I could make a billion dollars today. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's where people don't like Rogue One and Solo, right? I actually like those movies a lot. Um, because I like let, one of those. Which one don't you like? I'm curious. I, I'm ambivalent on Solo. Like, I don't dislike okay. it. I just, it didn't... It didn't hit the right spots for it's you? It's super forgettable for me. Like, okay. I can honestly sit and I can probably not even tell you most of what happens in that movie. Uh, You know what? Now that you mention that, yeah, like, like, <laughs> I, feel like I, I can probably I, tell I, you that like Woody Harrelson's back. in it or something like that, and that's about what I can remember. Uh, yeah, a lot. You know, one thing that happened to that movie that I like that like a lot of people were like, "Oh, this sucks." Was Chewbacca Darth Maul? That I got that one in there. Oh yeah, like that's about a, that's about what I've got. As I know, it was a movie about Solo. Rogue One, I 
I actually very much enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and I love Rogue One. We actually saw it today. Uh, it's been like there's a what is it? Was it TNT? <coughs> TNT's it's just been looping Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, looping all the Star Wars all <laughs> nice. day. Um, so um, I like that Darth Maul shows up, and a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, that's stupid." I'm like, but if you saw the cartoon, which is considered canon, he's alive. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I love that. Like, I don't, I don't, I think it's weird that Darth Maul survived, but like, I kind of expected him to show up in this movie too. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of did. Um, I, but there's no. actually some like stuff from the Clone Wars that I was hoping to see a mm-hmm. bit of towards the end in this. Yeah. But. I, I, th- yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, you're talking about, like, with the big uh, chanting and stuff of all the Sith? Yeah, so, I mean, just, I guess just kind of jumping in. At the mm-hmm. end, when Palpatine, like, heals himself and unglattuses himself off of that, like, mechanical that arm. Was, that was creepy looking. Like, yeah, that Sith was... life support. That was yeah. some good, like, freaking... Yeah, no, that was GLaDOS, too. And I so, didn't think about that till you said it, but, he, like... Like, the... It wasn't, like, the first few times, because the first couple times you see him, it's just there, and then you see that, like, it's an arm down from above, and I'm just like, this is... This is GLaDOS all up in this business. What's going on here? It, it's he, mobile he life heal support. himself, and then he just... Suddenly the arm disappears. Like, I, I, you don't actually see him get off of it, but you see him heal, and then the next thing he's doing, he's walking around, so he, he hopped off and was fine. Um, right. But I was like, part of me was hoping, I was like, I remember in the Clone Wars cartoons when it actually shows him fighting. And I'm like, hey, he just healed himself up. I mean, the flip side, he's old as nonsense, but right, he just ate some, you know, some of the good, good life energy. He got his fingers back. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see him doing something besides throwing, oh, no, never mind. There's just a lot of force lightning. Oh, that's a lot of force lightning. <clears throat> so he's a uh, force vampire. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, with lightning powers that he, uh, which I thought was weird that, uh, Ray inherited those in quote question, like quotation marks in question marks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go with like the, and I know some of it's extended universe stuff that isn't canon anymore, but if you go with the games, there's a lot of the stuff where it's like, you know, force lightning is a thing that Sith can do or a thing that force users can do, but it falls more in the Sith side of the spectrum. Right. Not and, like a genetic thing. Like, yeah. That I mean, they showed weird. a lot of. They just showed a lot of force powers in this. Like, they showed the force healing, which has shown up in games all the time, but oh yeah, hasn't shown up on a film yet. Um, I like that that they. You got to see the force at its full strength in yeah. this movie, and and that yeah. has never been a thing. It's always been learning or new. Or whatever, like Ray is like a master of the Force at this point, and it was really cool to see. The thing is, is like it's it doesn't show her so much as like a master of the Force, but it shows that she just has a lot of raw Force potential. Oh, okay, yeah, I could really see that. it like it really showed like she's really not amazing at using it. She's really instinctive about it. Yeah, but she has a lot of it. And so she's just kind of, like, brute-forcing her way through a lot of this stuff. Right, and she gets very angry, very yes. vocal, and very, yeah. like, emotional. And that's that's where a lot of people got that idea of the the gray force or whatever. I the, really, really wish they had picked up more of, like, the gray Jedi thing with her and be, her mm-hmm. rejecting both sides and being like, 
here's some balance time. But I mean, I get. Yeah, they really they leaned into that with the previous movie, episode eight, but they didn't make anything of it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is where some of the issues with this, like, I overall, I liked this movie, like, out the outset. Like, it's a 7 or 8 out of 10 for me. But a right. lot of the issues come from, I mean, essentially it comes from they had a different director for the middle movie in a trilogy. And so there was not, like, a single vision, like, cohesive vision, yeah, across mm-hmm. all three episodes. And so, you know, you're, like, going in a direction, and then the middle one veers off in a different direction. And then the guy who did the first one was, like, sitting there just tugging violently to course correct back towards where he was wanting to go in the first in the first place. Right. And he, he gets there. And it's fun to get there. There's some issues from doing it, but mm. he manages it. Um, I, so, like, personally, I actually really like this movie. I would probably put it at a 9 out of 10. Um, I'd probably, for me personally, put it alongside my favorite one, which is Return of the Jedi with, uh, the Ewoks and everything. Yeah. It's not because of the Ewoks people. Calm down. Don't, don't click away. No, it's because of the, uh, ATSTs. I love the vehicles in Star Wars. Oh, they're very nice. The, the ATST fight with the Ewoks. Okay, it's a little goofy, but like to see the ATSTs in action, to see what they were built for, that was cool, right? Yeah, they definitely. were <clears throat> dense forest, like I love the the ships and uh, you know, the the ground ships that they have in Star Wars. It's always been a thing. Anytime I see an A-wing pop up on the screen, I'm like, "Yeah, it's go time, buddy," cuz they only show up <laughs> in big battles. <laughs> um and we got to see Y-Wings, we got to see B-Wings, like, it was so cool. It, it was um, the classic, like, rebel motley crew of, like, we are throwing together all of the alphabet wings. Right. Hopefully we have enough of something to make an actual letter out of this. Right. Well, we can maybe make a word. But, you know, iconic X-Wing is still my favorite. Of course, I, we got to see those. Yeah. We got to see an iconic, iconic X-Wing. And, yeah. Yeah. Red 5. Yup. <laughs> um, so a lot of... But, but all of that, a lot of people um, said that they were relying too much on nostalgia. And I don't really feel like like that's a problem. Now, I would say that in another movie. Um, but the thing is, like, this is the end of not an era. <laughs> this is an end of, like, the... Like you were saying earlier, Darth Vader, this is the end of what was the originally planned Star Wars. This is significant. And Star Wars has been a pop culture icon since it came out in 77, right? Yeah. We're talking... We're, we're like... Oh, you know, we're, what, 40 years now? Yeah. I mean, you, I mean you've yeah. got... You have a, a saga that has been going on so long that for some of us the Star Wars movies we grew up with weren't even the original trilogy. <laughs> Correct. Right. So, like, the prequels were, like, came out when I was, like, 10. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, and I, I, I had watched the previous Star Wars before that. I was a huge Star Wars fan before that. Uh, you can, Darth Vader and I, we, like, we had, like, what, one of those big Star Wars book had all the ships and, like, how Darth Vader's suit worked and all that kind of stuff. Like, we were we were both into it. Um, 
like it was it's always been a thing you know in our family and, and around my house because my dad really liked them um not as much as star trek which you know <laughs> still constantly plays around here yeah <laughs> oh man but uh yeah so like it's an, it's an iconic thing and it made sense that you know this MacGuffin that was the sith key key or whatever would have been in the death star you know what i mean like it makes sense like some of the stuff because it is all interconnected with the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. It's all that saga of that families, you know, those families interacting. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's why like, I like that there was this and they didn't like explicitly tell it, but at least it was a thing that they still were bringing forward from the first two with Kylo and Ray having that link which led mm. to some really fun scenes with how those were edited and how that looked. Oh man, the scene yeah, the where passing they're fighting off the when saber. he's on, yeah the the scene mm. where he's um he's on the ground and she's in his quarters and they're fighting and just as they hit things it bops them between between each yeah. other to where the other is and that's how he figures out where she's at. I was like, that's fun. Just watching that happen was neat. Right, and, and the again, only other like people the saber handoff, like having those like bop, bop, bop back and forth. I was like, this is really fun to see. Yeah, that was some good cinematography that like it, made a good. It action led to scene. some tension too, because like there's times where you're just like, okay, so are is this one they're like seeing back and forth, or like when she was on the Death Star, I was like, is this one of the times where they're like they're like doing the Force Link thing, seeing back and forth? Or oh no, he's actually there. Mm-hmm. Like never mind. Okay, we're. Uh, Finn's going to be able to see him. And I was like, here's the ah. thing. You know, when they were still adversaries, no one could escape the other one ever. Yeah. Ever. There was no hiding. There was no, like with Luke and Vader, he could sent, they could sense each other, but it was never that close. And that's the no. closest thing we've seen in the series is, um, return of the Jedi with Luke and Vader. Yeah. Right? And now we have this, like, you know, like he was saying, like it's a paired dyad in the force, like, you know. And here's the cool thing is they didn't over explain it. No, it's just like these two have a connection. Right. And like Palpatine's like, ah, oh, and there's actually a word for it. He's like, ah, oh, the linked souls. Blah, 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 blah. And like, he doesn't even like have to go into it. He's just like, oh, yes, very powerful. Your connection. I will take it. <laughs> like, He's kind of cartoony, but like I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, um, he was, there was definitely some good cheese with that Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, so Darth Vader, you've been kind of, kind of quiet. I know you've also been sick, so that's part of it. But um, what what was one of your favorite moments of this movie? Oh, it's hard for me to think of favorites. <laughs> okay. I mean. I guess it's not like a big favorite, but I liked the thought process I was going through when, you know, Kylo brings Ray back, probably yeah. from death. Mm-hmm. But there's like a big nod that she's not dead, dead because she didn't Jedi melt like he does. Right. Minute. That's true. So she, she is achievable. The soul's un- unsettled, or you know, I'm not sure exactly what to come from that. But, you know, you have this thing that uh, 
Finn says, I've got to tell you something as they're going down to the sand right before the guy yelled roll credits. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you something. And he makes a big joke that it's something he has to say without Poe being around. And they kiss, so there's this moment where I'm like, huh. You know, he talks about feeling the Force. Maybe his big thing is he wants Ray to teach him about the Force. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool, because that kind of gives us direction when Disney finally starts mashing the give me more Star Wars money button. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was going through that whirlwind of thoughts, and then Kylo dies and Force evaporates. I was like, oh, he probably just loves her. And now that's disappointing, because <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, well, I mean, I'm not imagining Rey starting another Jedi temple with Finn as the most useless <laughs> pupil. <laughs> I mean, they, they make a lot of allusions to, though, that... F- Finn is Force-sensitive throughout this movie. Very Force-sensitive. Like, like, especially in this one. And they do not they do it without any bit of, like, showing him having, like, actual Force powers. There's none of, like, the, you know, him making something move or whatever. But he's definitely, like, really showing that, like, sixth sense bit of... Mm-hmm. Uh, bit of the Force. Like, you know, no, this is what we need to do. Like, I... I can tell something or like I can sense this or even, you know, when, you know, Finn's not there, but he feels when like Ray is dead or dying and he's just like, no, 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 no. Rewind, rewind. And then feels when she comes back. And it, the, the, uh, the Spidey force is strong with this one. Yes. Finn has a lot of Spidey force. And even when he's talking like, you know, when he's talking with the, uh, the other deserter and Mm -hmm. how like all of them deserted and he's like, was talking like, you know, oh, you know, we all all knew. And, mm-hmm. you know, had these illusions of like, you know, the for, you know, the force bumped us at the time that we needed to to get out and make good our escape and make good our desertion. And right. it's like, okay, it's like super heavy in this. Like, he's force sensitive. He's not force powerful, but he's force sensitive. And I'm like, yeah. I like that. I like having some, you know, some more awareness of the force not as much as the prequels and not as little as the original trilogy but i I like having that middle ground with someone being there just like they're not using any powers but they can sense stuff there uh there was one problem i had um so i I really like that scene you're talking about where they're like oh no way like you guys all just laid down your arms and you're from you were an ex-stormtrooper too like and like that was really cool to see like how much the world is just rejecting the first order and like why did they have to rename it couldn't it just been the empire but anyways um one problem i did have like in that scene it was really great because it had some great pacing you know what i mean it was a great back and forth then you good dialogue you could see what's going on the beginning of the movie was so frantic i don't even like it was hard to get your bearings on what was going on when and i actually didn't like that that was i wish they would have slowed it down some more and um we were talking about the movie with with our dad and my dad was like it was too slow at the end i'm like what what i I think that's just got to be like a it feels too slow at the end because the fat the beginning was so fast yeah one of the reviews that I was watching after, and I was like, I, I was laughing because I felt the exact same. He's like, by the time Ray showed up on screen, I was exhausted. And the other guy was like, she showed up three <laughs> minutes in. He's like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was just so much going on. There's no one here. All right. So um, 
one thing that I, I wanted to get at with um, this movie in particular is there are some iconic moments for this movie. And all of Star Wars, I feel, has some sort of, like, this is what, you know, this is what you'll remember this movie for. A New Hope, it's the, it's the, it's the trench, right? It's the Death Star run. Um, yeah. Uh, like, there's a couple in um, The Empire Strikes Back, you know, the Battle of Hoth, the... Cloud uh, City. Cloud City. I mean, the Empire Strikes Back isn't fair. It's one of the... Like, it's consistently one of the best Star Wars movies. That's so good. right, but I mean, it's got moments, right? Like there's there's these iconic yes. moments of Star Wars. Luke, I am your father, like uh, stuff like that, right? I feel that there are some worthy moments in this movie that that because people like hate on it so much for different things. Because I've not seen a lot of good things, even from the reviewers I like on this movie. Um, I think there's some things that people like. I don't know. They're taking it for granted. They're just not talking. They're like, well, whatever. Even though it was super predictable, right, that the Falcon was going to be able to rally other people to show up, super yeah. predictable, it still blew me away. To see that many ships, I don't know how Poe was still flying. He probably was broke down in tears. Like, <laughs> like... That was that was an iconic moment. Just see the sky filled with ships and more coming in, right? Like it was insane. It's like, no, the people are done with the Empire. We are done living under the yoke of someone else. And that was really cool. Um Yeah, and you get some great cameos in that too. Like I think that's the part where you see Wedge Antilles again. Yeah. Yeah, like some great stuff. And of course they kinda of, you know, whatever Poe's girlfriend or whatever, whoever she is, the spice runner. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's there by some miracle because her planet blew up. Zori. Yeah. Um, uh, and Babu Frick, everybody's favorite little oh, yeah. <laughs> Droid doctor. Head person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heavy air quotes on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, there was, um, there was also, like, the the sort of ending scene where she buries the lightsabers um and then she looks up at the 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 twin sons that sort of begin the saga um yeah that was really good <laughs> i definitely shed a tear like it was like this is it this is the end and like this is this like sort of like for me you know i'm 31 a lifelong journey of my love of Star Wars is closing a chapter right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that ending was the ending was very good. The, I mean, her saying, you know, I'm a Skywalker. Yes, there's, I mean, there's little bits like I, I like that they had the Force ghosts there, but at the same time, I'm like, I think they could have done that scene without the Force ghosts of um, Luke and Leia, and just had her, you know, looking, you know, back to the house or whichever. And it would have worked well, but they, you know, they always end the end things with the force ghosts. And so I could, yeah. it ties it back. To I, I like that, but just taking the, you know, you know, my last name Skywalker. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm hell yeah. I'm for this. This is I, great. I wanted, I wanted Luke. I wanted Vader. I wanted Yoda. I wanted like Samuel L. Jackson there. I wanted everybody. <laughs> I like I <laughs> just like just look. I mean, you. I, I I know. I said I said it's Samuel L. Jackson for comedic effect. <laughs> um, I wanted just a sea of the good people that were behind her. 
just smiling. And that would have been great. I'd, um, that maybe a little much, right? But yeah, I mean, like I mean, I was and you do it. even get some of that at the uh, you get some of that in her fight with Palpatine when oh yeah, you know she start when Luke is telling her that um, you know you are you have all of the Jedi with you, and then Yoda and shows up, and oh god, you hear Yoda talk to yeah. her. You hear um, they have Mace yep. Windu, they have Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot remember the character's name because I haven't actually seen any of Rebels, but I know he's in it. You have Freddie Prince Jr. in there because he voices a Jedi in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Um, Qui-Gon, like, I was listening real close as soon as that started because I was like, I'm going to, where's my Liam Neeson? You hear Liam Neeson in there because you hear Qui-Gon, like, (laughs) all of the Jedi. Real good way to figure that one out. (laughs) In the credits, there's specifically credited as Jedi voices. You can oh, see yeah. everyone yeah. that talked to her. And I'm just like, that's... I, like, that is so good. And I, you know, if they had done that and, like, left out the Force Ghost, I think it would have been fine. But it doesn't detract from that end moment. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, I like, the, the movie ended... Um, so, uh, it was Darth Vader, myself, and our parents both went. Um, yeah. And they stayed in and watched the credits. Like, me, I got up with everyone else walked out by myself and stood outside of the theater and kind of had like a, a moment of reflection on my own about it. And I was just watching people come out of the theater. So excited, so happy and and that kind of stuff. And like, I didn't really see anyone that was down on it. And like, that's the kind of thing it's struck me as wrong, like a, like a, a wrong chord. It's not that you can't have an opinion that you don't like this movie. Right. But like, none of the opinions I've heard have really stuck with the general audience of what this is. And, um, I think, uh, I was just gonna say, I was standing there telling this to Darth Tater, like after, you know, everyone had walked out and they had come out also, we were waiting on people to get out of the bathroom and this random dude <laughs> just starts talking to us, uh, that overheard me saying this. Basically there's a vocal minority that's like, Oh, you know, it wasn't a, you know, da, 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 like it, cause it didn't live up to expectations, but like at this point, how do you live up to expectations? Right? <laughs> yeah. There, this is like the end of the saga. And I think they did it really well. Like, uh, it reminds me of when I walked out of return of the King, right? Cause I had seen all of those in theaters, Darth Vader with me at that time also. And I told him when we walked out of return of the King, I was like, what? I was a sophomore in high school when that happened. Yeah, because I was a freshman. Yeah, so like, uh, like I walked out and I looked at him. I was like, I can die now. <laughs> a little morbid. I mean, like, but like, I mean, I did say that because I was like, it's just, it was just a great ending. And of course, they pull your heartstrings with that freaking song, and then the credits that never yeah. end with the storybook. And I mean, they totally botched it with the Hobbit, but any. <laughs> But anyway, so you were going to say something. Sorry. Uh, so the thing that I think, Just you know, part of it's that living up, sec- living up to expectations. But I think the big issue with this movie is that the general public likes it. There are some obvious issues with the movie. Yeah. Like, I like this movie and there are a lot of things that I can point to. And I'm like, there are problems with this movie that just don't detract enough from it for me to be a thing. But it's not perfect. But I think it's the point... Yeah, it's not perfect. And I think the big thing is that there are enough issues, and for some people those issues are a big enough deal that it detracts from it. 
that you get that vocal, you know, vocal minority or the, the people that are going to speak out about something. And at the same time, while it's good and there's a lot of like these iconic moments, it's not, to me, it's not good enough to the point where, you know, aside from coming on here and crowing about how much I like it, I'm not going to be online just like, you know, singing its praises. Oh, no, it's yeah. not like to me, it's not it's not a Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Because that's that's my favorite one. Like it's a solid, you know, it's not as bad as some of like it's not as bad as like Attack of the Clones because that thing is just a mess of pacing and problems. It's not a solo. It's it's not one of those where I'm like, no, I really just don't like this movie or I'm like ambivalent to mm-hmm. it. But it's not like a, this was a slam dunk home run you know, this 100% did it. Like, a lot of these iconic moments, I'm like, there's a lot of iconic moments in here, but there, some of them come where the pacing is going so fast. You're like, yeah. that would have been great if I had, like, Some time you know, to an extra breathe. two minutes to build up to it. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, and I, I agree. Like, this, I don't think this fits in my favorite movie. I think Return of the Jedi in the original trilogy is still my favorite. As much as people think that was the bad one of the original trilogy... Like, I like that one because we got to see the Force at its strongest that we ever saw oh, at that yeah. point, right? That's why I like this one a lot. I love the idea of the Force. And yeah, and it it this one takes so many good ideas, and like it's the big thing is just the pacing kills me. Where I'm just like, it just takes so much, and you just it's crammed so much together. Yeah, and you're just like this is. I mean, even that final fight, there's, like, some whiplash back yeah. and forth, and you're just like, oh, no. No, I I agree with you there, where the pacing really hurts it at times. And that's something that... I think that's something that the episodes 1, 2, and 3 had a problem with. So, they, yeah. they're all trying to ape the original movies in some way. And it makes sense, because they're Star Wars, right? Uh, with the you know the slow screen wipes and the transitions, um, and, and and that kind of stuff, and you know a lot of people really hate Phantom Menace, but even the Phantom Menace has just some stellar things about it, like the yeah. the Darth I Maul mean... fight, the final fight with that music, um, the tension that you feel uh, when those like rotating like door or no, no, I don't know collapsing what do you ever want to call them? the shields that keep and it, it knocks yeah. uh, it basically keeps Obi-Wan from helping uh Qui-Gon Qui-Gon and you're like no 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 Obi-Wan needs to be there cuz Darth like like there's a sheer like tension in that moment um and Darth Maul is a is a really good not replacement but an alternative to a Sith of Darth Vader because he was, yeah. It's you. He's a he's intimidating. He's he never speaks. Mm-hmm. He's just like you know that was one of the things is like Vader was this ominous menace that would like he'd tell you what was going on and you'd say all right yeah that's the thing Maul just stares you down yeah with that just like thousand yard I'm going to mess you up stare um and yeah. I- so you had these great things. I, I like Kylo Ren. Let me, let me put this out here. I do too. Even my dad is like, Kylo Ren's a whiny bitch and doesn't need to be in this movie. But like, he's whiny, but one of the things that makes Kylo, he's not a Sith, 
right? Because he never really took that oath that we get to see that they, they wanted Ren to do. Uh, not Ren, Ray. Right. Yeah, that, that naming got confusing. Um, <laughs> um, so Kylo Ren, he is unbridled rage. Just the stuff he does either cracks me up or is intimidating, right? So you get you get a parallel uh, between him and Vader when they are in the the sort of like debriefing room with the the first order officers and you know how like yeah there's this dark dark subtlety to vader where he's like i really wish you would have believed more now you've ticked me off and i'm going to start choking you and you're going to die slowly right like like holy cow and they're like release him vader kylo ren doesn't give a fuck he force chokes that guy he- into the ceiling with impact and he just says yeah where and then like the scene ends like i love kylo ren's just unbridled emotion unbridled rage because like that's a person that's hurt (laughs) you know what i mean yeah no and i that's one of the things like one of the best parts about this movie was them tying up kylo Mm -hmm. from across all three like this movie made me like him in the other two movies more yes like, this was a satisfying way to handle his arc. Like, they didn't... Some Again, some of the pacing was a little off, but they handled his, you know, I feel betrayed. I am healing from that betrayal. I have accepted, moved past that betrayal, and now I am going to fix what I've screwed up. Yeah. And... And it takes... that He, you know, fixes that arc and of him letting go of that anger and working through it and mirroring some stuff from you know episode seven with his conversation with his dad and this time he picks the right choice uh and i was like this i was like this is great this is the kylo that i wanted from this from the start now bear with me here because this is going to be a weird comparison but it's one thing that people discount about dragon ball z and it's Because I, I, I had been watching it off and on recently. Um, it took both the death of, of Kylo's mother and Ray's mercy to turn him. That was what got him to say, no, it's time that I really accepted the facts here. And like, <laughs> and like forced up and like, <laughs> like the... The power of mercy is something that Dragon Ball Z shows very well. Goku doesn't like killing people, and he will spare someone and give them as many chances as he possibly can before he just flips the switch and kills someone, right? That's how we get... I mean, part of that is he just wants to fight more, and if they live, then he gets to fight them again. Yeah, part of that, but the other part of that is is... mercy. Yeah, definitely. um, So Piccolo and Vegeta become friends because of Goku's mercy and um you know what the motivations behind that mercy sure you can question that but <laughs> Piccolo becomes best dad because of this right <laughs> um so like it took that it I liked that it took that to to turn Kylo back to the light and that's when he accepted and they brought in you know like Han Solo's spirit into this too um and that, I thought that was cool. Like, I thought there was a lot of this that was rather 
interesting. Um, like, I just thought it was... It, it really stuck out to me because I had been watching Dragon Ball Z to be like, yep, no, she she did the whole mercy turn thing. <laughs> yeah. No, and that was... That was the thing, is like, it... It was executed well because it shows her showing mercy, but it also showed, like, some of her... It showed some of her lack of control on things because, you know, she does it, she grabs it, she stabs him because it's a fast moment. But, like, even in that, you're like, she she shows mercy, but you can tell that she's almost like, no, 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 this is not what I meant mm. to do. I wasn't trying to kill you, but uh, 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 I can fix yeah. it. Yeah, let, let, me, let me help you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, like, all of that comes together with it, and... You you end up with a Kylo that, other than the fact I I dislike the kiss. I don't think it like I saw them doing it. I was like, ooh ooh, they're about to ha- it's about to kiss. Ooh, can they swerve this? Are they gonna swerve this on us? Please swerve this on us. <laughs> and then they kissed, and I'm like, mm. and then they leaned into they didn't it. Swerve. They leaned into it, and then he dies. And then he dies. I'm just like, ooh, that's got to be devastating. Ooh, I, don't, I, <laughs> I was like, ah. I was like, I don't. I really liked their relationship, and I didn't feel that it needed to be a relationship like that. Hey, emotions get wild, I, things happen, and then people and die. That, yeah, and I like, and that's the thing is like, I accept that as being a thing. And then he died, and I was like, all right, cool. That act, I was like, if they don't kill him here after they're kissing, like, then I'm gonna get dirty mad. And then he just <laughs> fell over, and I was like, all right, cool. I was like, all right, dirty they fixed mad. it. Oh man, I'd get uh, dirty mad is when you counter the counter. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm like, oh, they didn't. Sw- oh, they. Oh, and then they swerved. The- oh, this is. It was like that. It was whiplash. Yeah. Just that. That ending thing was so great, but there was whiplash. You have all of these ships showing up, and then you have the biggest force lightning ever that's taking out. Oh yeah. A fleet. And I'm just like, I was like, I don't. They were losing. Then they were winning. Then they were losing again. But now they're. Ooh, ooh, my neck hurts. <laughs> I do like so one of the one of the other moments that I thought was very iconic was like you don't know I have all of the power of the Sith behind me and it's like it's also very corny where she's like but I have all the Jedi and pushes it back and kills them I'm like that's gonna be iconic too like as as yeah, corny that, and cheesy that as good. that is an overused thing um, to have like but I have all of my you know my friends too basically um, yeah. It still works. Like, it still works very well. Yeah, I mean, because, like, Star Wars doesn't need to be high and lofty. Like, my, it doesn't need to be this, like, new revelation in storytelling. Yeah. It just, I mean, heck, like, the Hero's Journey stuff was, the guy that wrote the Hero's Journey was consulted on the first trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. he's, it's an archetypal, you know, hero story for these movies, and that's fine. I wish that I wish that the final story had been delivered in a cleaner way, mm-hmm. but I like the final story. Like as much as it's like one of those things where I'm like this is the last thing anyone wants to hear, I'm almost like could they have just been like hey uh we oopsed on making it a trilogy, here's going to be two movies. Yeah. <laughs> like could they pull a Harry taken, Potter like Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have been I honestly if Abrams had taken all of what he put into these this one movie 
split it into two with like a good clean spot in the middle and expanded on some points, gave us a little more build up to some of the payoffs, yeah. cleaned up some of like the that really breakneck pacing at the beginning and like expanded that out. I mean, I would have been annoyed because I'd have to wait for the rest of it, but I honestly would not have been mad. Yeah. I would have been like, you know, at the end of it, I would have been like, no, this is, it would have been like end game. You know, this is, this is the, you know, um, this is the end game of it where it's like, here's infinity war. Here's end game. Yeah. Two movies that are like one big story that just could not be told in one movie. I would have been fine with that because I would have gotten some like they did the Knights of Ren dirty in this movie. Oh yeah. They, they talk about them in the other two and you're just like, you finally see them in this. And you know what they do in all of their scenes in this movie? They stand menacingly. And then take a couple swings at Kylo. And die. And I... that The big one that, like, is standing there with, like, a mace? Yeah. I want to know his... I want to know this guy. Tell me more about Mace Knight of Ren. Tell me more about Axe Knight of right. Ren. Like, I want to... St- they capture Chewie. You know, you know how they... You know they capture Chewie? Because they showed up behind him at one point, And then you see him captured later. Let me see them being able to take down the big old Baca. Like, yeah. Give me this. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we could have seen uh, Spice Girl's face. Exactly. And even if they didn't, that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm I'm cool with... I'm, I, I actually really like her and Poe's dynamic of him being like, are we? And her just being like, nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then him... Just like at the very end, just him looking like, you know, this is you know, giving us the little twist of like, oh yeah, like everyone's wins, he's gonna go and get the girl and he just gives her the look and she just shakes her head and he just like, mm, never mind. I see how this is gonna end. I'm gonna walk away. Right. Now. Yeah. No, I actually don't have a problem not seeing her face. Like I don't I think seeing her eyes was enough. Like Yeah, it's like it's just the thing. And I've I guess like that is where my only gripe is, is there's nothing in this movie I hate. There's just things I want to see more of that mm. because of the pacing and because, you know, of the trilogy taking that, like, the detour in the middle that Abrams was like, well, this isn't the story that I was going to tell, so i got to bring it back. So I have to do, like, so, you know, I have to write the middle movie that I would have written and write the end movie and then make them one movie. I'm like, just, I was like, just give me more. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, do we have anything else to say on the movie, uh, Darth Vader, Leo? I, no, I I like the movie. I just just give me more. Yeah, no, I, I that's really give all I us got. three years. We'll have another uh, Star Wars movie. I'm, that's fine. I mean, like I'm, there's there's always a lot about what a color of a lightsaber is and what it means. Samuel L. Jackson kind of messed it up when he just said he wanted a purple one. But there's true. some character arcing about what color a saber is. So I think it's really funny that we get to see Ray have what's like an amber or yellow saber that obviously yeah. turns on a much different way than anyone we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I, so, and the, like, I don't know if it was intentional, just like a cool thing, but like one of my favorite characters in the extended universe novels used a, like it was specifically talked about how he modified his lightsaber handle to be made out of a speeder bike handle, oh, including the throttle. And he used it to, he used the throttle on there to cycle how long his blade was. And that was like one of his tricks. Huh. 
And I was like, that's cool. And, like, I don't know if that's an explicit reference right. to that or just, like, a, you know, they're just doing something different. But I was like, I, you know, I like that. Just just give nods to the old extended universe. That, yeah, it could have just been you know, more to, hey, we see not a blue, not a green. Actually, in this series, it's not blue or not red, even though red's always easily assumptive. Just... There's, it feels like there's a lot of lore that would have been really cool to get into about what the saber looking different and being a different color has has meaning to. Mm-hmm. And I do like that we got to see, you know, throughout the, all these movies that Kylo had kind of an almost claymore looking lightsaber with the weird cross member that means nothing to a light blade. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the the weird cross member and like how his his blade was like not as clean. Yeah. It was. It was like the, it was. It was more jagged and like it when was it volatile, was when you'd hear them like, like fighting. Yeah, it had like that more rough sound mm-hmm. to it. And yeah, exploring more of that too. Like I 100 percent agree. Just like give me more any lore. Like if it's a decently put together movie that explores more Jedi stuff, give it to me. Right. Hmm. Yeah, they also kind of neatly wrapped up the bow with Kylo when he, you know. Force disappears. He should have been a ghost too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would have been nice, but like when going back to that when we talked about just seeing Luke and Leia, I just like that. It's like you're going to take the name of Skywalker. And it's just a subtle nod, like we approve. And Ray probably like, felt that, but as an audience, we get the okay. We very clearly understand that she felt that. Yeah, and I can I can understand it being specifically those two because those are the two that she had the connection with and trained well, with that makes her want to be a Skywalker. So if you remember uh, uh, Return of the Return of the Jedi, where it's Ben, right, and Yoda, and then in steps Anakin. Yeah. That's what they needed to do with Kylo Ren. It's Luke and Leia standing there, and up in front of them, out of the Force Ghost ether, uh, steps up Kylo Ren and gives her a head shake. Like, yep. That would have been, yeah, like, that would have been a really good because like Kylo, referential tie-in nod. Because Kylo and her had a stronger connection than she, as she ever had with Luke or Leia, right? right? They were mentors, and they were meant a lot to her, but Kylo was way more than that. And it's not just the kiss at the end, it's the, they were connected the whole time, right? And he's finally at peace. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the... Her, the constant tug of war back and forth between the two of I'm going to bring you to my side. No, I'm going to bring you to my side. No, I'm going to save you. No, I'm going to save you. Right. Like. Right. Which is exactly what Luke and Vader did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So we're going to get briefly into some of the stuff we've been playing this week. I don't have a lot to say on um what that is so uh i talked a little bit last week and the week before about yaga um i don't know if you've heard about this leo uh but it is on the switch it is a really cool game where you play a blacksmith where he lost his hand because he has bad luck and you have to go do all these tasks because basically no one likes you and you're trying to basically you're charged with having bad luck essentially it's not a like a great story but it's done it's very russian folktale stuff oh that's interesting. Uh, very like a lot of russian stuff it's about like baba yaga is one of the characters right and baba yaga being yeah you know 
grandmother witch and then you have like the witches of fate like a uh, hercules like the three witches of fate yeah and the three witches of fate are your choices of when you do something so whichever witch you pick will say like oh he was going to go to the swamp to do this quest or the farmlands to do this quest or he's going to go to the mountains to do this quest it's like whichever witch you pick is telling that tale and that's where you go it's really huh, it's really cool like russian folklore and that kind of stuff it's hard uh, I'm actually stuck on a boss that I literally don't know how to feat, defeat. Like, I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs> Every time I kill him, in quotations, he regenerates back at full health. And I'm like, I'm missing something here. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've killed him at least four or five times. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you've been playing Hearthstone? Yeah, I've been playing specifically the some of the solo modes, and I've been playing their new auto battler the uh, hearthstone oh, battlegrounds yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz like pretty much since that dota auto chess auto battler genre popped up i've been po- poking my head into underlords. all of the dota different underlords. i actually played that yeah um i tried underlords cuz that was the like okay well let's make this an actual game instead of just a mod right pack. the first thing yeah um they i've played some of the um the league of legends mm-hmm. one I've played the Auto Chess Mobile, which was the guys that made the mod pack made that one. Okay. And, like, made it for mobile and just, like, built it from the ground up as a mobile one. And then that's coming back to PC. And then, you know, Hearthstone has made theirs. And that's the one I've been playing the most of. Partly because it's clean. I like some of the different things they did. Um, One of the big differences they have compared to the others is when you start the game... Mm -hmm you're presented with a choice of two heroes that have different active or passive abilities that you can um, use that, are, that will influence how you um, how you want to play out your strategy. Um, if you have, like, if you've acquired a certain number of packs of the newest set, you can get three choices, but it's honestly not as overpowered as it really seems of getting that one extra choice because most of the heroes are still fairly balanced against each other, mm-hmm. and they've been pretty good about, like, rotating out of some of the ones that are too strong or nerfing or buffing ones that are over or underperforming. Um, there's some things in there that I'm like, eh, they simplified this down a bit too much, but in general, I'd say it's probably the best or one of the best options for an auto battler right now. And so that's what a lot of my time has been going into between that. And then I played, um, a, played the other card game that I talk about a lot. Uh, I played some magic. We actually had a hometown magic fest this past weekend. And unlike every other time when I go to one of these, where I work it, I actually, it was like, well, this is at home. So I'm just going to play in it. So I got to play in the main event and then did not make the second day barely. And so I played the, the newest mystery booster drafts, which is a, an absolute blast to do. It is probably the closest to a cube draft environment that you could get without actually being in a cube draft. So that's pretty much all I've been doing, though. I haven't even... Everyone's talking about, like, Safi Jiva and all these other things from Monster Hunter. I haven't even set my PlayStation up in the new house yet. I really need to. But I need to, like, set up the other TV for me to do that first. Okay. Yeah, I... I've mostly just been playing Yaga. I've actually not played a ton of Magic lately. Um, 
still keeping an eye on it though especially because we do event quests together um yeah there's new hydras the i still actually don't have the full hydra collection i've actually fallen behind i don't have steel bane because it was an exclusive to those whatever packs that i didn't get oh, i actually need a, either the collector's I pack check. i think i might have an extra because yeah it was only in the brawl deck but i know i have a set of the brawl decks and i might have one or two extras I mean, I'll get them eventually, right? It's not a yeah. big deal, but I guess there's another exclusive Hydra coming out soon that Darth Vader told me about. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, yes. They're doing exclusive content for the theme boosters now, so like, you can go to Walmart and get oh, yeah. a booster for a set. Hey, I want black cards for the new set. So it's supposed to be like 35 somewhat random cards that are the same color with the idea of you can put 25 basics in it and kind of play an okay deck. They're always terrible yeah, because they're... any real deck always has play sets and like 50 rares or something silly like that. But Yeah, they're really designed to be like that bridge for like the really casual player mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I just want some more cards of this color. Yeah. Um, and I, let, I'm going to go to a big box store or places that don't even really have like LGSs. Go to a big box store and pick that up. Yeah. And yeah, each color has two exclusive rares. One of them, one of the green ones being a Hydra. Yeah. yeah, so these new ones will have two new cards each. And the green one, yeah, has a Hydra. Yeah. It's not, even, it's not a bad Hydra either. Oh, man. It's I'm not amazing, behind. but it's not bad. Falling behind. I just gotta get this Hydras. I feel that. So, um, <clears throat> the other thing that Leo and I have been playing, and we're not going to talk much about it, is Noita. Uh, and this is mostly, if, if any of your listeners listen to SideQuest, uh, we'll be doing this um, here in two weeks. We'll be recording. Um, and this episode hopefully goes out, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> um, which will be December 23rd. Um, so uh, January 2nd, or not 2nd, uh, I want to say 5th. Uh, is where we'll be recording that episode of Noita. So uh, join in uh, and you know listen to that episode and play along with us. Noita is um, roguelike uh, 2D sort of like action. You're a mage that shoots spells uh, with different yeah, ones. It's it's an, it's an interesting roguelike action platformer, and that is where I will stop my discussion until two weeks from now. Right? Yeah, because we, you know. We have another show to do. But after that... If you want to hear more of my dulcet tones talk about it, tune in in two weeks. Um, another plug that I want to do is the month after that is going to be Blood Bowl 2. And I put this on Twitter, and I put it out through our Discord. I am trying to get a team, like a full like 16-person roster so that we can all sort of round-robin play each other for that month. And, you know, maybe keep a league going if it's fun enough. Um, yeah. If the December sale for Steam is still going on, it is $12 for the game and all the expansions. Um, so that's a thing. I got it um, through Steam that way. So I you know I'm not a big fan of Steam, but it's a good way to pick it up. And yeah, I'm going to start uh, putting up a league and playing each other. 
So reach out if you're interested. I know give you the information to join the league. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I know we've got a couple people that are interested in the Discord so far. Yeah, yeah, a few. And I mean, I think I haven't looked at it, but it, like you can even run a league with as few as like eight people, right? You can. I just want to get as many as possible, so, just to get a, a wide definitely. range. Hey, you gotta start with high aspirations and settle later, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> aim high and then be disappointed when it's low. Um, but I think that'll wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Uh, this is your host, Fortuan. You can catch me at HunterSubPod on Twitter. Um, you might see a lot more D&D stuff coming up, uh, a little teaser. I'm starting to do my D&D articles now weekly or bi-weekly, depending on how fast I can get them done. Um, so when this goes up, I will probably have Dryads up. So look out for that, uh, and that'll be on Twitter and all that stuff. And I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Leo? Well, you can find me at the Leo Riser. And uh, yeah, I don't really have a great quip coming out of this one. So okay. <laughs> and then Darth Tater, where do we find you? Still can't. Okay. Contact me if you want to find Darth Tater. <laughs> Much like other Sith, Darth Tater is very good at being secretive. I will find him. Clearly a Sith. Just... I've got to hide an Exegol. I uh oh yeah that's the name of the MacGuffin there you go yeah that's the name of the pl- of the MacGuffin planet this time around despite the other Sith planets being named something different every other time <laughs> yep mm-hmm. yep <laughs> alright folks night <laughs>